Uh, so listen, this plant and never bury will be a little different. Instead of being topical like it usually is, it'll cover some of what's happened since the last episode seven days ago. And believe me, there's a lot. I had already planned out PNB and had to completely change course given two unconnected circumstances, one in the national news cycle and one in my personal life. Today, I am talking everything regarding two very different types of shooting with one of my favorite people. The first is, of course, the Breonna Taylor news that broke on Wednesday. And the second is shooting your shot at someone. I have a wild, wild, cannot stress that enough, wild story that'll be a good jumping off point. I'm all about joy and justice around here. So this episode will be the perfect mashup of both. So that's what's up on the docket for today. And as always, you're listening to Planted Never Buried. Before getting into it, I want to introduce my guest. He is one of my absolute favorite people that I met at Brown. We graduated together. We co-led a campus Bible study together. We've talked about literally everything, and I've had some of my best conversations with him. He's also one of the best progressing unlabeled feminists that I know who's actually about the work and not just the performance that oftentimes men fall into. And he's as much of a Michigan supremacist as I am, which just makes everything better. <laughs> um, E.K. Chuku, what is up? How you doing today? I love this energy. I was so hyped when I first got online with you. Absolutely. It's all blessings always when, whenever whenever we're around each other. So I'm, I'm very thankful that you allowed me the opportunity to hop onto your podcast. Oh, you got to be kidding. Thank you for joining me and being flexible. I hit you last yep. night and you were down right uh, away. I appreciate of, that. Of Very last minute, but you were with it. We all forward the content um, out here. Period. So you already know what we're about to get mm-hmm. into. Let me set the scene and then I'll toss you something and we'll just go. All right, there. go ahead. Sounds good. Wednesday, the grand jury for Breonna Taylor's case in Louisville, Kentucky, decided not to indict any of the officers responsible for her death. Instead, one officer, Brett Hankinson, got three counts of wanton endangerment for firing into the neighbor's house, and there were no other charges accepted. And in addition to this news, which we'll definitely pick apart in a couple minutes, there's so much new information since some of the early reports of Brianna's death since from March until present day. And these days, every day just brings about new information. And high key, each day almost feels like a whole year, just as much because of how much news is happening in a given 24 hours news cycle. So I just want to myth bust some incorrect Breonna Taylor narratives that refuse to die. Some of which I myself have repeated on Planting Every Buried's launch episode several weeks ago. So first and foremost, Breonna Taylor was not sleeping in her bed at the time of her death. She was up and she was dressed. Second, the police were not at the incorrect address. They were at the correct address listed on the issued search warrant. They did knock. This is the one thing that the police and Kenny Walker, Brianna's boyfriend, agree on. The police did knock before entering. And then this is where things get hairy. Kenny says the police did not announce themselves, barged in, and then he shot the police at the police thinking that someone was breaking in, which, I mean, that would make a lot of sense if you just barging in and not announcing yourself. And then, of course, the police say they did, in fact, announce themselves and that they only returned fire in self-defense. And we all know that that returned fire resulted in the death of Breonna Taylor. 
None of this is a reason for killing a human being. And either way, officers Brett Haskinson, Jonathan Mattingly, and Miles Cosgrove shot an alarming number of bullets. And we all know what happened after that. So I will definitely get into all of that. But first, I want to start with how is it for you as a Black man, as a feminist, an unlabeled feminist, to watch the harm and disrespect inflicted on Black women? That's absolutely an excellent question. And I'm thankful that you asked that question. Uh, in in short, it, it hurts and it's frustrating to see uh, time and time over, over and over again. But I think the harsh reality and, and what, what I've started to try to come to terms with is the fact that we're seeing things that aren't new to us. So it's right. just, I think it's, I think it's just upsetting because of how, um, how a lot more people have progressed to the point where we're, we're coming into, we're coming into understandings of, yo, specific, especially and specifically black women should not be treated the way that they're treated. But mm-hmm. I think it's just, it's, 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 it's annoying and frustrating to me, honestly. Like I, I know what to expect from, the United States as a system and as a collective people. So, right. United States yeah, of white exactly, supremacy. Exactly. So I think the biggest thing for me is just understanding and moving with the acknowledgement of my reality and then being able to check in and do the work for myself internally and also for especially and specifically for black women, whether that's checking in or um like supporting supporting in other ways and things of that matter so um what was your reaction to the grand jury's decision i it was just i was it was just a shake my head moment i mean to your point to your point um in regards to and like especially when you talk about 2020 specifically when you when you yeah. look at the amount of of tragic events that that we've we've looked at and we've experienced collectively as black people this year I, it's 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 dangerous because like you don't want to become numb, but then at the same at the same time you also have to be able to take care of yourself internally and make sure that you're okay. So if you're always inundating mm-hmm. yourself with the truth, which is important, but at the same time this this these negative images, it, it can be it can be really damaging. I think I saw I saw um, an Instagram post where it was the the term collective trauma was mentioned, and I mm. think that's something that. Um, a lot of black people hold, like we hold as a collective. And I don't Effects, we, 400 years worth. I don't worth. think we tackle it enough in terms of how it has effects on our everyday interactions. I think it definitely is a chronic condition that black America is up against in thinking that, you know, four or five years of Black Lives Matter and these protests are just going to disappear and wipe all that away in the matter of a few months. And that's just not realistic. It's definitely is levels to this and structural racism is with real. And if anything, Brianna's situation only proves that. So what we hear so often from opposition is that, you know, the police were there illegally, the boyfriend had a weapon and by the law, they followed all protocol and all police precedent. And so my thing is, even if they were there legally because the search warrant was valid, that does not then make the subsequent murder legal. <laughs> like, I don't understand how people are putting those two together as if you they're the same. You better talk to him, Randy. 
and of course, you know, I was pre-law for a hot second, hot second. And it makes zero sense to claim that because at the start of an event, it was legal, all of a sudden, the entire progression and the end is remains legal. It just, it makes no sense logically or legally. Nah, yeah, you're absolutely right. And I mean, you can even attest it or compare it to how the United States government uh, responded to the the peaceful protests and how right. how how they 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 viewed and acted against against those manners of just trying to bring awareness and acknowledgement to the fact that the system in and of itself is corrupt and unjust. Instead of instead right. of acknowledging and listening to these voices, you pour millions and millions of dollars into into po- to um police like riot gear where that same where that same mm-hmm. money could have been been uh put into uh covid relief or or healthcare right. or education anywhere it's, it's, else really and that's the thing like these are things that i already know as facts like i understand how the united states is going to move and then it's just it's just a matter of like i guess understanding the nuances a little bit more and then protecting mm-hmm. equipping and advocating for not only yourself but those who need it at the same time I think the biggest letdown is that we have been calling for justice for Brianna since March, right? And to have that long wait for such a letdown outcome was a hard hit. Like, why'd you make us wait this long if you were just going to be white supremacists about it? You know what I'm saying? So what then should, in your opinion, protesters or activists or anyone really be asking for? Because it's like, okay, the grand jury is final. I guess they're not getting any additional charges. How, what other avenues can we go about, um, like, saying that this is closed off and closure uh-huh. and it feels like there was a just yeah, result? Yeah, no, you know I, I think that's a really difficult question. And then the, the first thing I'm going to do before I address that question is quote Michael Jackson. When Michael Jackson okay. said, all I got to say is that they don't really care about us. You feel me? Mm. So that's, that's just, I feel like that's just an understanding that a lot of people like it's it's necessary to have so that um, you understand and you're hopeful that things will turn will turn around and obviously you also do the work to make sure those things happen. But in the same sense, it's like you're fi- we're fighting against we're fighting against a system that believes that black people were not people. You feel me? That's that's the root mm. of the system that we're fighting against. That's deep. So, in terms of like next steps or like how you go about combating that i i don't i'm not sure honestly i feel like you i i, I remember um there were I, I saw this graphic in terms of protests that happened in the united states in the past and how long they how long mm-hmm. they lasted in terms of receiving yeah. any type any sort of tangible change so i think I yeah think montgomery bus boycott was like a year we're just gonna have to continue to stay consistent and put on pressure and in the same while protecting one another at the same time. Yeah, I think right now, so the status of the Breonna Taylor murder is that activists and her family's lawyers are calling for release of the transcripts from the grand jury so we can know more about what influenced their decision. And the attorney general in Kentucky, who's a black man, happens to be black, um, was like, yeah, no, I'm not releasing the transcripts. So right now, that's the biggest fight on the table. And I definitely think the transcripts will give us some more insight. But of course, that just cannot be the end game, right? Because we still have so many more 
ways that we can mm, go about Yeah, no, you're it. absolutely right. Okay, so we covered the the new news. We covered just how white people going white in this country. What would you like to see happen to the officers? Like you're in charge of Department of Justice or the decision makers, and you get to decide what happens um, due to their actions of killing Breonna Taylor. Life sentences for killing, and but that's a. Mm. I feel like that's a very. Um, while it's just, um, I feel like it's unfortunately optimistic. I remember I had a conversation with mm-hmm. my sister a while back about the case, and um, shout out, shout out to my yeah. sister. You know, uh, Michigan State University, um, and she's hey. she's currently a practicing lawyer in uh, with the PG County Council um, in Maryland. And she she's she pointed out that, uh, hey, why why not just have one of these officers take the entire rap for like for this happening? And it would look a lot worse mm. than, than just trying to let all three of them off scot free for something. That's true. Everyone loves a good fall happened. guy. So it's like, yo, like charge one person. Court of justice. But obviously, from what we've seen, um, the United States and our our, um, so our justice system isn't one that likes to think logically and radically. So, oh, don't like to think logically and radically. Retweet. I feel that. What um? So you touched on this at the beginning, and now I want to know more. You were talking about collective trauma and how we both address it without lingering on it to the point that it sets us back while also trying to move forward, coalition build, secure more rights, and still stay mentally sane in the middle of all this complete nonsense and just people quite literally and figuratively coming for our lives. So how have you been keeping your mental health on point? What's your uh, routine if you have one? Um, I'm in the, um, and I think this will be an interesting segue into your next point but i'm a person who mm-hmm. i really love to smile and laugh in regards to any and everything i feel like um mm-hmm. when when you're smiling and when you're laughing like regardless of your situations and your circumstances that helps lift your mood so i like i would consider myself funny um i mean you randy you, you know are. the spongebob memes go crazy you know you know, <laughs> you know the spongebob Period. memes go absolutely crazy so um, yeah, I think, and I think in terms of dealing with the collective trauma specifically, it's how we sort of mesh our own coping mechanisms, you know? So like with certain yeah. friends, I'll, I'll make certain jokes or like, I'll, I'll, um, I'll just laugh with them just because I know that those laugh, that laughter is necessary. You feel me? So mm. I just say, yeah, making, making sure I smile and laugh and, and get my hugs in. Just because, you know, I got to make sure my people know that I love them. You feel me? Mm, I feel that everything in waves, a little bit of everything, because too much of one thing is a bad thing. You know the vibe. Did you have anything else on Brianna Taylor or are you ready to go to a much lighter um, topic? It's, yeah, it's just it's just tough. It's just tough, you know. And um, I mean, one thing I'll bring up is I'm a, I'm a LeBron James fan. Um What's that gotta do with anything? I just, I just just point out and emphasize how, like, you know, people are people are going to continue to bring uh, 
attention to this as they necessarily should, just because this isn't one of those things yeah. of, oh, it just happened and the United States tries to brush it under the rug and then we move on to the next thing. No, it's not, it's not one of those. People are like, people, not only celebrities, but everyone who feels it are going to continue to, to act and move in that manner. So. Yeah, I see the connection you're drawing now. LeBron started the whole more yep. than a vote thing and got a lot of the NBA governors to open up the polling or open polling facilities at the game arenas. And he's also been super vocal. I was just watching an interview that he did earlier this week and someone asked him, um, how do you support black women? And he basically said, I'm surrounded by them. When I'm at home, I have my daughter and my wife. I have my mom. You know, my grandmother helped raise me. And the best thing I can do for them is to continue to be the person that they need me to be, whether that's speaking up or um, fighting for them to have more rights, or even if it's just, yo, I need a foot massage. I'll be there to do it. I said, you go ahead, Brown. Go yeah. ahead, and go I, ahead. I love that point a lot. And I also have something specific with that point. Uh, and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm also someone who I, I was raised in a household of three women. Um, I, have, I have a lot of love mm-hmm. for my sisters and my mom, but I, I urge and I am. Um, to specifically black men that your care and, and aid and help and need, need to need to help and, and protect black women should not specifically revolve around the fact that you are related to or attracted to that woman. It should it should it should specifically and, and and be before every and all black women. So I, like I think it's I think it's a right. good, it's a good point and it's necessary. Obviously, like I'll ride for and do anything for. But the same sense, like all all yeah. black women deserve that care and thoughtfulness. So it's 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 a matter of, of being holistic and not um, mm. choosy or specific. No, thank you for raising that point. I be saying all the time, like that's the bare minimum. You should care about the women in your life. But if it takes that for you to care about all women, then that's just reinvigorating the patriarchy. Like, women got to be connected to a man for y'all to give a care about us. That's not the yeah, point at all. Quiet. It's just that's cyclical. Really so, yeah, it's really, like, we're not about that life at all. All right. Now on to the other type of shooting. Much lighter, much happier, and just the joy we need in such an unjust country. So, shooting your shot during 2020 (laughs) i'm laughing because i did a whole answer my question on ig and there were mixed responses of if someone will shoot their shot at another person who's wearing a mask um like where did you yeah i was i I, I didn't i didn't respond but i I I was watching it it, so this is where i'm gonna i'm gonna plug uh, the leader of this this podcast and if y'all not following randy richardson on instagram at what is it love richness isn't that what it is at, that's at right richness, that's it you, you're really missing out um so uh but not, yeah you. i found it that I, I i you you want me to give the backstory first and then answer or you want to answer backstory. now all right so the impetus for me posting that question on my story was a very crazy twist and turning event that happened so on thursday i was out in the bronx reporting for a story feeling like a real journalist i'm on assignment you know in the city feeling official i'm got my notebook and my pencil ready to get some good interviews just all of this you know really critical stuff to me i'm super geeked out about it 
So I'm minding my own happy black woman business. Like I said, on a mission, on a job, walking off the bus. And I was sort of looking both ways to figure out what direction I had to head in. And the milestone that I marked for myself was where I was headed was in the same direction of a McDonald's. So I was looking to see which way on the street it was. So this guy walks up to me completely out of nowhere. I don't know where this man came from. Like, hey, do you need directions? I'm like, where to McDonald's? So he tells me we walk and talk. Long story short, I get to my destination and it's a cell phone store. And I was like, yeah, I'm actually going in here. He goes, oh, does that mean you're going to give me your number? I was like, okay, all right, I see what you did there. So I gave him my number, which is not something I typically do because I don't like starting from the ground up with a complete stranger. And I'm not really looking for anything right now. So really two strikes, one more, and this guy was already out the park, right? So anyway, he calls me like two minutes later. And I had specifically told him, like, I'm in the middle of something. Don't call me right now. So the next hour, he called me three more times. So I'm thinking, okay, maybe he just Finished, but he or really he's a complete weirdo. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is all just build up, y'all. Just setting the scene. So I finished my job. I finished reporting. I have missed calls from this man. I have text messages from him. I'm like, yo, why are you riding me so tough? I don't even know your last name. And I don't even know if you have teeth because we were both wearing a mask. So I get back home, he calls, and I actually have settled down. I'm in my apartment, I ate dinner, I have time to talk. I kid you not, this man gets on the phone after maybe five minutes of pleasantry. Hey, how you doing? Yep, okay, I think you're beautiful, okay. He continues to compliment, like, me, my body, why he was attracted to me. Which, if you're trying to shoot at me, that's just never the way to go, because I already know these things, right? I grew up with a dad who told me I was beautiful every day, so... Y'all got to do better than that. Come stronger than that. What do you have to bring to the table? But that's a side point we can talk about later. So, and before I know it, somehow we get down this very descriptive conversation. And I won't offend you with all the gory details, but he essentially asked me very specific sexual questions in the effort to start phone sex. And remind you, I knew this man for three hours and I still don't know his last name. I still don't know if he has teeth. So by the time I figured it out, I just hung up. He continues to call me back. I end the call. He calls back again. So right now I can't even use my phone because his incoming calls are coming in too fast. And I keep declining them. And before I can get to the app, he is calling back again. So anyway, I finally moved fast enough, my God, to block him. And then he had the nerve to hit me up on WhatsApp. Same M.O., so I blocked him on there too, and I ain't had no problem since. But all of this started by thinking, dang, I should have never even gave him my number. But he seemed so cool at the beginning, completely a catfish. And so then I was like, all right, IG, what do we think about shooting with mask on? Ike. Randy, he was he was going absolutely crazy. That's for sure. He was it was going wild. Absolutely crazy. The conversation just turned uh, left so quick. I was the Mr. Crab <laughs> meme where the room is uh, twirling. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. That, first of all, that's a great story. Second of all, you're an amazing storyteller. Third of all, um, in regards <laughs> to uh, like shooting a shot with a mask, and I've told you this, Randy. You like you have an amazing smile, and I I love I love smiles. Like I love like like good teeth. You feel me? Noses, lips. Yeah. Like, you can't. You can't <laughs> see that. You can't see that with the mask up. Now, to be fair, like again, in your in your what's called, and granted, I know this because I know you. But like, 
like you there there's sometimes you can tell like with somebody with a mask on they're just attractive like sometimes you can just tell but i'm personally not connected that. that risk um i feel like there are better ways to go about shooting your shot um i think men them that you was dealing with was just unnecessarily thirsty um the uh the uh yeah. twitter twitter would have definitely called the horny police on that man um because he mm-hmm. needs to relax for real so this high key happens to me all the time and even since moving to new york i am shocked at how forward the men are like i could be walking around in a trash bag and a mask on and they will still catcall me while I'm walking down the street. I'm like, dang, have y'all no shame? Have y'all no standards? You don't even know what I look like. So, how did you shoot at your last girl pre COVID uh-huh. when you didn't have to put a mask I, on or I, consider I, a mask I in your decisions with people? Um, I think if you, I think if you like, you're able to have a conversation with someone and con- connect on an intellectual level, um, it makes it makes the the navigation of that relationship a little bit easier um but granted i i me and you are both academics so uh having those conversations is something that sort of comes like a little second nature to the both of us especially with your journalism tip and and this public Mm. policy tip like i mean we're both writers too so Mm. like just talking and and all that that's that's stuff that i i appreciate just because like i do it a lot now, in the same sense, I understand that academia in and of itself is also something that's sort of like um, kind of it's like a barrier, you know. Um, so I, I just I just say that to say I like having conversations, but, you know, I can switch it up, code switch, all that. But nah, yeah, I have to know what the person looks like. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm not. Nah. And I, <laughs> last time I did it, there was no mask. I saw her face like. So I'm not I'm not right. having that I'm, I'm not. You can take off the mask for real. Dang. You know what I'm saying? Like, take a few steps back. I can show you my negative COVID test. You know, I we can do that. Mm. <laughs> it's a shame that that's a pickup line. I can show you my <laughs> negative COVID test. Maybe we can get that's together love. sometime. You know, era. the new era. So okay, under what circumstances would you shoot at someone? Who's wearing a mask? I'm so curious about this because you're uh, probably gonna say someone I've already met before, but I'm specifically thinking of oh, man. someone you I just don't saw. Know. I I think it's more so about like aura. I think it's about it's about aura and how you. Oh carry yeah. Yourself. And I think to not 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 to excuse um the the blasphemous behavior that that these men that you be coming in contact with be doing, but I know that you are someone yeah. who carries yourself so very confidently. And, and and proudly and boldly as you should because you're like that you feel me so i mm, like, i think sometimes you. like in terms of like aura like you can you can see how within with in the way that somebody walks like oh they got it like mm, that's facts and before he got ridiculous he did say i could just tell by your walk you had it like that he almost used that exact verbiage but at least you actually a real uh decent person as opposed to that tomfoolery um, something I've always wanted to ask you about, you strike such a good balance between being masculine without having toxic masculinity. And I feel like right now, the dating scene, at least somehow I keep attracting 
these men who are just totally toxic, masculinist, approaching me and talking to me any kind of way, like the example I already gave. Whereas I don't get those vibes at all from you, like still super masculine, still super confident, but it's much more appropriate. You know what I'm saying? And not at all invested in the patriarchy. How did you end up this way? Like, I must know. I must, I must clone you. You're not going to be the protagonist in everyone's story. Hmm. Um, I, and I, I learned to be the way I am through trial and error. Um, I'm of the mindset that experience is the best teacher. And, um, like, even, like, regardless of how, like, well or po- in a positive manner you try to move, there are going to be certain people who, like, don't like you for, for one reason or another. Facts. Um, so, for me, like I said, I, I, I went through and experienced relationships where um, I wasn't necessarily entirely honest with my intentions. Or um, I, I, I wasn't able to communicate something effectively that needed to be communicated in order for both parties to be at peace. So mm-hmm. now I think the biggest thing that me is just one being completely candid and honest with my intentions um, and also having a short fuse, right? And I think that's something that should be more... What do you mean by short fuse? Not necessarily short fuse, but like knowing, knowing your non-negotiables. Oh, gotcha. That should be that should be more. That's that's that 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 would be also like especially be helpful for for women, just because a lot of like like and women who engage in heterosexual um, dating, because mm-hmm. a lot of the men just be moving sideways and stupid. Mm-hmm. So it's like as soon as you see one of those things where it's like, eh, I'm not really sure. Like it's right, just because I'm like relationships and moving through them they shouldn't be like difficult but right they should be they it, there should be balance you feel me and if you if you don't have effective communication and honesty with your intentions like then that's never gonna happen yeah I so, to, I, that's something i had to learn so, so let's say you just met someone today how soon into like y'all talking do you start bringing up these non-negotiables uh with honestly you can you can probably small talk for like a day or two mm-hmm. um but at, at at a point it's like yo like what if if i'm like on an online app or something i'm like yo so like what are you what what is what is the purpose of this like why why are you mm, day three savage what, I love what it. like what like how 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 is this conversation beneficial beneficial are we mm-hmm. just talking or i like are we just having conversation to have conversation are you trying to are you trying to like you those 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 questions like they're important to ask just because yeah. like as once you have that understanding it's like okay you know how this person's going to move and how you should also move accordingly facts i think it's so ironic that everything you said i agree with but it's also the reputation of your fraternity kappa to be like the complete opposite, right? Like they're what? Not, yes, those snakes—they known for being smooth. snakes. Yes, I see a kappa, and I run in the other direction. No lie. Wow. Don't act like you don't know the reputation. Stop I, it. I mean, that's not me. So, of like, of course I, not you. I, I would, I wouldn't know, I wouldn't know much about that. Um, them, what you mean? Them your brothers? Them your LBs? I them don't your know. Friends. I don't know every kappa. Fair. I don't know every kappa. I but know. This, I know. I know the Kappa's in my chapter. I this know. Can't be the first time you heard this. I mean, I've heard, though. I've heard, I've heard it before, and I'm aware of it. 
And your rebuttal is? My rebuttal is that, like, I will will attest and and put on specifically for my chapter. Okay. The Z chapter of Kappa Alpha Psi Fraternity Incorporated. Represent. (laughs) I heard you. And I know that my chapter is full of upstanding young men who Mm -hmm. achieve in every field and who are honest, respectable men. You feel me? Um, So... But nah, yeah, I, I understand that that's a thing. Um, but like I said, the, the one thing that I can do is is move to, to negate and go against that 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 uh, negative connotation and narrative. Because yeah. my existence, that's not my existence. That's not how I live. That's not how I move. Right. And so, plus anyone who meets you is going to be like, dang, this really changed my perception of the whole org. Exactly. Exactly. And I will say, so I don't know your LBs or the chapter. All I know is you and Roysworth. And y'all are definitely putting on, like y'all holding it down for the whole frat nationwide. So shout uh-huh. out to y'all. I, I I know this is a one-two conversation, but would mm-hmm. you like to meet one of my LBs right now? Right now? Yeah. Put him on. What's his name? Could you introduce yourself, my friend? Who uh, this? Oh, hello. My name is Bryce Hogley. Uh, current student at Brown University. Oh, uh, Bright. Hey, Bright. <laughs> I didn't know it was you. I thought it was someone I had never heard of. She knows me? Yeah, she know you. I feel like I've met you before with David, right? David Erebor? Yeah. All right, so we talking shooting your shot with someone wearing a mask. What you doing? (laughs) You going for it or you holding back? Oh, yeah, I'm trying to remember. If you get someone wearing a mask, you going to shoot the shot? Uh, it depends, y'all. What it depend on? <laughs> I don't know, but I'm not really. I'm more intentional with how I do things. So with that, I just have to be in my head a little bit. Okay. You know? But I'll shoot my shot. Why not? <laughs> you never know. You would do it? Dang. Yeah. Randy, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Thank you. Yes, sir. Okay. So tell me. You see a girl, she wearing a mask walking down the street. What you saying to her? Yikes. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be on spot if it happened for real, so I'm just trying Randy, to get an authentic nah. response. Randy, this is a this is a trick question. Because okay. I'm 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 moving of the mindset where like if I if I want to appreciate a woman, I I leave her alone and let her live her life. Exactly. There are too many there are too many options like options and situations and scenarios where exactly. like negative dangerous things can happen. So exactly. I, oh, like, I literally was just listening to Drake make me proud and he was like, I know you got a lot of MFers trying to waste your time. I know you tired. I was like, yo, mm-hmm. this is speaking yeah. to me. Because yep. honestly I feel like a lot of women go through a lot just walking by the street. So yeah. I do not really approach women once they walk. I see them by themselves. I do not do that. You know, in case we happen to be in a very like close proximity, like in a setting, social setting, yeah. so I'll probably will introduce myself. If not, you know, I'm gonna let you be by yourself. You know, mind the mind my business, mind your business. You know, I mean, that's considerate, but in this yeah. case, you are shooting, and I want to hear the pickup line. Oh, that's hard because I don't really do a pickup lines, honestly. Nah, you know, like, nah, pickup lines are dead, Randy. Yeah, They're like, dead. Like, School me. Why they dead? My my face is my face is my pickup line. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Energy, yo! I said my face is my pickup line. Go ahead, go ahead. They can only see half your face right now, but that's enough. (laughs) I assure you, ladies, that's enough. Ike is a gem. If y'all trying to shoot at him, hit me up. I'll connect y'all. 
<laughs> I'll connect y'all 100%. Okay, Bright. Well, what, um, tell me how you shot at your last girl or your last love interest. Oh, honestly, I just let the outfit do the talking, honestly. Like, you let the what do the talking? The outfit. <laughs> so yeah, I've got a space and you got your outfit. What kind of outfit you be wearing nah, to get these nah. ladies? My outfit is loud. Like honestly, I don't do much, but I always feel like the outfit speak. Especially having a little bit of an African European style. Okay. Yeah. So you know. what's the dating scene looking like on campus? I know it used to be a whole complex Everyone, paradigm. Everyone's quarantined. We we we're we're in the house doing our homework. Are y'all for real? Are y'all going to a party I'm, tonight? I'm, 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 I, Randy, you know, you know that the undergrad brown courses go crazy. True. <laughs> you know that this math, this master's program is not playing around. Mm-hmm. We in the house doing homework. That's what we doing. <laughs> I cannot deal with you. Okay, well, let me ask y'all this. Y'all apparently upstanding young black men who are not shooting at black women because you don't want to waste their time and they already got a lot going on. How do y'all feel about women shooting at y'all? You, right, right. You, you, you let you let women shoot shoot they shot at you. Uh, I let that happen. I mean, but uh, if I'm not interested, I mean, I let it. I let them know, like, I do not waste people's time. Like, hey, this is what I'm up to. If I'm not in that kind of mind frame, I'll tell you that. Hey, I'm not interested. I have this going on, and you know. Wait. So when you say you're not interested, what I mean, attracts you? Wait, can you say that again? When you say you're not interested in someone, like you would just know right off the jump or after a couple conversations. I mean, a couple of conversations. Like yeah. I, yeah. What are you attracted to then? Like, what do you want? I mean, not off the jump, because, I mean, I feel like that question is, it's is a lot to unpack. Like, Randy, that's the trap question. Listen, Bright, come on, bro. Randy, that's the trap I question. invited you on this podcast. You're going to have to give me something, player. Something. <laughs> You know, I feel like some people just talking to them day in and day out will make you interested. You know, it's just a mindset for me, honestly. Like, you know, it's been it's been a lot of looks, and once you get to know people, you know that they have no substance. So I like to talk to people, get to know them, their interests, their mindset, their philosophy, you know, things like that. Bro, then- you're not about to give me the personality answer when God knows. We are not trying to find people who are ugly. Like, everybody wants an attractive person. I mean, yeah. I mean, at least you have to be attractive, like, in some way or some fashion. Depends on what attractive means to you, you know? That's what I'm asking you. What's attractive to you? Attractive to me? Oh, that's that's a trick question, but also a difficult question. Randy, I'll t- I tell, tell you what my type is. All right, tell me. <laughs> tell it's, me. I, it's, it's, it's two words. Okay. It's black women. Hey, that's my my turn. I love to hear it. I love to hear it. Love that energy. Love the energy. (laughs) Black men who date black women. Go ahead, go ahead. Mm -hmm. You know what's so funny? Like this whole time, I feel like I've been, this whole time as in my college career and even now, praising black men for dating black women because the threshold has been set so low. And I'm like, yo, I should not get this happy over just basic being a good human Mm -hmm. being type behavior, you know? Yeah, the bar bar is absolutely on the floor. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, from from my perspective, it's like like beneficial and also like upsetting at the same time because it's like, I know I'm I'm above that, but Mm. I also know that it's like, 
with certain things when I'll, I'll get reactions like, oh, that's crazy. Like, I like I haven't seen people do that. I'm like, yeah, I know. But like right. they all should. You but feel I, me? So the, it's like yeah. it's, it's it's frustrating and annoying. But it's like I also understand like how it works. Because like so. you said, the bar is so low. So the average guys look good. Mm. Really, the average guys look great. And then yeah. the good guys look just excellent, fantastic. And I'm like, yo, this is a whole different level of settling. Because now it's like, I should have more. or th- I should have a man with all these things. But because the trash ones have sort of altered my perception, now I think what I'm getting is gold. But really, it's like fool's gold or just some yellow-plated, I don't know, penny or something. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I saved you, Bright, because I was about to keep asking until I got an answer from you. <laughs> I saw how you was going in on him. I had to go to work. Yeah, I got to remember I don't know him as well, so I'll, I'll <laughs> save all that for I, you. I know you mean well. I know you mean well. You know the vibe. You know my intentions. Mm. Wow. What else you got for me on dating? Otherwise, I'm going to let you go. Um, I'm not a dating expert. I just... I, I, I've moved and I, I think it's important to move with the mindset or the, uh, the understanding that everyone has like your best interest at heart. But I understand mm-hmm. how that mindset can sometimes be naive just yeah. because there's a lot of people who are just actively acting in a malicious manner. And let's be real, like this age of dating apps and Bumble and Tinder and hookup culture especially on brown's campus is mm. only adding fire to the flame like yeah it definitely makes it hard for people actually trying to find something mm. and also it started this whole new subcategory or this whole new dating category of now nah, we just hooking up mm. or it's a situationship it used to just be like single talking or in a relationship and now all these intermediate levels are the line the lines get so blurred mm-hmm. yeah no absolutely so yeah i know i mean like I, I like I just you know what I'm saying I I move with with my best interests at heart you know if it doesn't work out it wasn't meant to work out you know and you know if something happens something happens. All right. Well, if you move, I move just like that. Just like that. <laughs> I thank you so so much and uh-huh. bright. This was a pleasant surprise. Thank you so much for having us. What y'all about to get into? Uh, we at the um we, at home doing homework. We don't sound right now. You know, social distance and such. Very uh-huh. nice. You know, you know, me, 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 and Bright, we we know how to dress really well. You feel me? What y'all about to get into? Y'all said that like y'all about to go pick some women or we something. We not, we not getting into nothing. You know, we just man, we, we might have a little little feast, get some food. Oh, you bet. Know, something light, nothing too crazy. You know? Okay. Life was meant to be enjoyed, so you know we're trying to do that. Well, I am currently teleporting over there, so see you soon. <laughs> mm. Yeah, no, nah, I'll definitely see you soon, Randy. <laughs>